The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. When the days for Jesus being taken up were fulfilled, he resolutely determined to journey to Jerusalem, and he sent messengers ahead of him. On the way, they entered a Samaritan village to prepare for his reception there, but they would not welcome him because the destination of his journey was Jerusalem. When the disciples James and John saw this, they asked, Lord, do you want us to call down fire from heaven to consume them? Jesus turned and rebuked them, and they journeyed to another village. As they were proceeding on their journey, someone said to him, I will follow you wherever you go. Jesus answered him, Foxes have dens and birds of the sky have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to rest his head. And to another he said, Follow me. But he replied, Lord, let me go first and bury my father. But he answered him, Let the dead bury their dead. But you, go and proclaim the kingdom of God. And another said, I will follow you, Lord. But first, let me say farewell to my family at home. To him, Jesus said, No one who sets a hand to the plow and looks to what is left behind is fit for the kingdom of God. The Gospel of the Lord. So summer is definitely arrived. Which has been interesting for me to reflect on personally because I have one of those jobs where I don't really have a school year or like there's no like beginning or end to what I do. I just kind of do the same thing all the time. And uh, I was telling somebody recently, it's like I woke up and it was summer. And one day I'm going to wake up and there's going to be three feet of snow. And I'm going to be like, uh, what month is it? Sometimes it sneaks up on us. And also, liturgically, we've returned to ordinary time. So after a long Lent and Easter season and the last couple of weeks where we celebrate Trinity Sunday and the Feast of Corpus Christi, we're sort of back in ordinary time. And kind of back into the normal swing of things in the liturgical calendar. And so it's a good time to sort of sit back and reflect on you know, where we've come from and where we're going. And the gospel and the rest of the readings this week, they sort of give us this opportunity to reflect on that. And in St. Paul's letter to the Galatians, he says, For freedom Christ has set us free. So stand firm and do not submit again to the yoke of slavery. So you've been set free by our Lord, and so stay there, right? Stay there. Do not submit again to the yoke of slavery. Don't go back to the way things were. 
And I was thinking about this in the context of sort of, you know, the Lenten season, we, we gave things up and, and we made resolutions about things and, and we followed them the best that we could. And then the Easter season, we're sort of focused on transformation right? and the way that our Lord transforms our lives. And then ordinary time comes around and it's very easy to sort of slip into going back to the way things were going back to the way things were. And that's a really normal kind of thing. And, and so how do we stay in that place of transformation? In the Gospel reading, our Lord shows us how to stay there. It says, when the days for Jesus being taken up were fulfilled, he resolutely determined to journey to Jerusalem. Right? He resolutely determined to journey to Jerusalem. There's another translation that says he set his face like flint towards Jerusalem. And it sort of gives this image of him just like turning his face and saying, this is where I'm going and this is what I'm focused on. I'm focused on offering my life on the cross for the salvation of the world. He wasn't sort of half and half determined to go to Jerusalem. Like, I'm going to go to Jerusalem, but I really think I might stop by another wedding at Cana before I go. I just want to go drop in on some old friends. I want to live the way things were when they were good. Because I'm about to enter into a really difficult time. He resolutely determines. And that's what we're all called to do. We're all called to resolutely determine to journey to Jerusalem, to journey into the heart of our Lord, to journey into the kingdom of heaven. And there's lots of temptations that show up against that, and, and those also are illustrated in, in today's gospel, where somebody says to our Lord, I will follow you wherever you go, and our Lord reminds him of the cost of discipleship, that Birds of the sky have nests and foxes have dens, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. Are you ready to give up everything for me? Another person says, let me go first and bury my father. Let me take care of some things within my family, some business, and then I'll follow you. And our Lord says, let the dead bury their dead. And then this third person, I will follow you, Lord, but first let me say farewell to my family. And our Lord says, no one who sets his hand to the plow and looks to what is left behind is fit for the kingdom of God, that we're all called to go all in. We're all called to give our whole heart to him. And so many times we fall into this Temptation to be sort of, I guess so, Christians. Right? Like, I guess so. You know, a lot of us grow up going to Mass on Sundays. There's probably some of you that are here, maybe some young people that are here because you guess so. Like, Mom got me up and told me I had to be here. We all can fall into that. 
resolutely determining means, okay, so I'm going to pray every prayer like I really mean it. And I'm going to give my whole self to our Lord and see what happens. And see what happens. That dynamic always reminds me of this scene from Karate Kid that I can't get out of my head, so I'm just going to tell it, right? Where Mr. Miyagi is talking to Daniel, and he says something like this, like, karate do yes or karate do no? Karate do gusto? It doesn't work, you get caught. It's like walking in the center of the street. And that's what our Lord has called us to. And when we fall into those kinds of temptations, the, third, the other kind of temptation is the one that James and John fall into because they're following our Lord and they're his disciple and they're with him every single day. And then the Samaritan village won't welcome them and they say, Jesus, should we call down fire and brimstone on this village and just get them out of here because they're an obstacle to us and they're a reminder that we can be rejected. And our Lord rebukes them as if to say, You've been walking with me all this time, but there's still something you have to learn. Because if you were really following me to Jerusalem, you would be willing to undergo the rejection that comes from these villages. You'd be willing to undergo the rejection that comes from these villages. And so as we're entering into ordinary time, we should really ask ourselves, like, where am I in my surrender to our Lord today? Have I sort of slipped back into, I guess so? Or how am I at living this life of grace and peace and joy and happiness? Because sometimes that's really hard. You know, one of the great things that I've learned from working with people who struggle with addictions and because people who struggle with addictions, they're just like characters of everybody. We all kind of think the same way as them sometimes. And, uh, and there are people who struggle with addictions, and they, and they fall back into behaviors when things are going wrong. You know, like everything's going wrong, the world's crashing out of me, I'm going back to Netflix. But they also fall back into behaviors when everything's going right. And like, oh wow, my life's amazing now, and uh, I'm really having joy and peace, and it's really unfamiliar, and they kind of fall backwards. We can do that in the faith. And it's like, I was in Ireland one time, and I was at a pub with this old Irish guy, and it was raining outside. And he said, yeah, we Irish, we, it rains, and it's really depressing, and so we drink. But sometimes the sun comes out and we drink to celebrate. (laughs) Like we can fall into sin when things are good and things are bad. We can fall backwards when things are good and things are bad. And so we need those reminders to resolutely set our face towards Jerusalem. And sometimes we do get caught up in let me go take care of my family or we get caught up in let me like think about my past or go back to my past or resolve my past and we can have nostalgia that keeps us stuck from going forward. Sometimes we can have nostalgia for sins we never committed. You know, like I wish I was a bigger sinner before my conversion. 
That's not uncommon. And in a sense, even in that case, then I have my hand to the plow and I'm looking backwards. Now, going all in in the spiritual life means, okay, I'm giving everything to our Lord and I'm making this resolution every single day. Every single day. To desire to live the Christian life. To desire to give my heart to our Lord even more. To desire to have my heart transformed even more. Even when that means suffering and loss and pain and rejection and misunderstanding. Because when we stay faithful in those moments, it's then that we're learning from our Lord what it means to be free. We're learning from our Lord what it means to live His life in season and out of season. And like Elisha the prophet, sometimes we have to go, just go and burn everything. And so, what are those behaviors, those resentments, those things that we hold on to, that nostalgia that we have that we just need to burn and offer it to our Lord so that we can resolutely follow Him? And so, today, let us pray that following the example of our Lord, that we resolutely determine to go to Jerusalem to the cross, to the life of grace, love, and mercy that we'll find in the kingdom of heaven. That we renew those resolutions that we made that were transformed in our life during Lent and Easter, that they may just become part of our life every day. And that we come to experience the true freedom for which Christ has, in fact, set us free.